And I tell you what, there ain't nobody bigger than me. You know what I'm saying? Hey, what's going on? Um, you're listening to the Tall Podcast, and uh, this is the Tall Rider. Um, hitting you with another wonderful podcast, another wonderful episode on Wednesday, the 25th of August. And uh, yeah, man, I got to tell you that uh, I think that uh, I got the... I, <laughs> I literally have an example of uh, the perfect relationship right here or you know something that appears to be the perfect relationship and I'm talking about the uh, the characters that are in front of my window uh, that I've mentioned in several other podcasts and uh, they are this couple living on the second floor who just have something they they basically have it down. I mean, I really I really don't know whether they're like arguing a lot, but from what I could see, this is I mean, this is literally spying on your neighbors. I mean, this is this is literally and I, you know, I'm I'm almost certain that they can see me as well. Um but I mean, oh my god, they they are just the coolest elderly couple that you will ever I mean okay so let me so let me break this down for you right why why are why do they have the perfect relationship well so right now they are both chilling in the balcony the guy has nothing the guy has no clothes on except for his tidy whities and a pair of sunglasses all right so that right there gives you a pretty good indication of how comfortable he is, okay? And um, <clears throat> his wife is uh, fully clothed, right? But uh, she doesn't mind. They have this coffee table set up in their uh, balcony, right? And they're just sitting there. I think they're playing chess or they're doing a crossword puzzle or something and just having a coffee as well. And, you know, to you, that might sound you know, like a typical, um, I don't know, scene, right? Like a typical scene from a movie or like, you know, just a typical, like, you know, household scene, you know, uh, they're enjoying the coffee, but it's just, you know, the dynamic between these two is, is just insane. So they have this garden, right? This flower garden, um, right in front of their balcony. And it's not their flower garden per se, right? Because it kind of belongs to the, in this kind of uh, limbo territory that kind of belongs to the entire apartment building, right? But the guy, it just, he is the one who takes care of the garden, right? He plants the flowers, he mows the lawn, he takes care of the bushes, the bushes down there, you know? <laughs> he takes care of the bushes and this, this kind of, the, and she just kind of always hangs out um, and looks through the window and just looks at him, you know, doing the flowers and, you know, she sometimes says something or whatever. But, dude, it, 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 I mean, they, how, how, how many worries do you think that they have in their life? All right. Here we are 
you know, people like me running around everywhere, working their ass off, right? Um, you know, just kind of thinking about the future, right? Thinking about, I don't know, thinking about someone to create a future with, you know, kind of the, the thought about kids is always at the back of your mind, right? The COVID virus, um, you know, what to do with your life, how to, how to become fulfilled, you know, just all of this, like, you know, social anxiety dynamics, you know, friends and, uh, you know, being able to find new friends and just being able to maintain the friends that you do have, you know, you, you, you literally have this tornado of, um, of thoughts and, and these social issues, right, happening in your mind 24-7. I don't know if you, if you do that, but I know that definitely I do that, right? And it's sometimes really hard to slow down, right? Because there's just so many things just being spun around at the same time, right? There's just like, you know, there's social media, right? There's like the f fear of missing out, you know? What if I don't go out this weekend? Am I gonna miss out on something crazy, on something big? right is something gonna is something big gonna happen and then i'm gonna see you know a story on instagram that's gonna just make me completely depressed <sighs> i mean just stupid shit like that all right and i'm looking at this couple man and they live in their own timeline right they live in their own pocket and it is just so i mean you know i'm jealous all right i'm jealous because they just don't i mean you know why why can why can't I do that right what why can't I just chill in the balcony just you know play chess with someone and just you know drink tea or whatever and just do that right and just take care of a garden right every other day and then just you know and that's and you're just kind of chilling right there's no need like for there's no deadline you don't need to do anything for tomorrow except like, you know, do your laundry or whatever and you just chill out, right? So, dude, I'm looking at this couple right now and, you know, I, I know that the grass is always greener on the other side and that they probably have, you know, a, a, a lot of different issues that, uh, that I've never even thought about. But, uh, you know, I'm literally looking into another world, right? Like from my own window, right? me with my own tornado of thoughts and issues i'm looking at this you know serenity happening in this balcony on the second floor and uh yeah man i mean just uh yeah i just can't help but feel jealous and just think about you know how their relationship dynamic works out and uh how they can just uh you know just literally lounge they're literally lounging day in and day out while I'm here, um, you know, fucking busting my ass off. And listen, um, something that, uh, you know, I was in a meeting today, right? And, and one of the guys was speaking, uh, was talking about how he saw this interesting documentary about, you know, those tribes that never, um, that never saw a white man before, like, right? These uncontacted tribes in the Amazon or whatever. So, uh, this guy was talking about how he saw this documentary and in the documentary right these white people of course um, Make contact with the tribe and through the help of some translators, right? They ask the tribe a few questions and of course, you know coming from um, c 
coming from uh, you know a westernized white world right with all of these philosophers and these you know complicated lives um, these guys ask the the remote tribe like what for you what is the meaning of life right and the tribe you know some 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 guy in the tribe just says you know meat right we need meat <laughs> and it's like all right uh they didn't get anywhere with that question because the answer was just meat right so then they asked like what are you most afraid of in life right and of course the tribesmen said tigers right i don't know if there's tigers in the amazon jungle but you know uh, some top predator right that can kill a man and then you know another question that they asked was uh was like what are you most looking forward to in life or something and they again said like meat right food and it's like you know it's just like it's just so simple right for these people that you, you kind of you can't look at that and not think that god damn it i wish that my life was that simple sometimes right the the, just the, the, the amount of problems, the amount of complex problems that humans create, um, you know, while living in this hyper-connected, you know, social, just, I don't know, age, is just mind-boggling, right? It's just so just, you know, the weight of that sometimes becomes so large that you kind of forget that, uh, you know, life can be a lot simpler and uh you know uh, jesus christ yeah man can you tell that that uh that i've been working a lot and that it's uh it's kind of it's kind of weighing in on me right um because oh my god you know what i realized man you know what i realized is that different types of jobs just hit different all right um because it's just um it's just this really you know I, I think that it's the case of blue collar versus white collar workers right and if you're not familiar with the with the nomenclature here you know a blue collar job is a physical labor job right blue collar is is like you know the construction workers um, even like the, the the waiters and waitresses baristas right people who work with their hands and who work like you know in in real life basically all right and white color jobs is you know jobs that you know just basically you you sit you sit at your laptop in some office and 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 that's it right you you, you literally kind of do all your work through the computer or just sitting down right some kind of administrative job or whatever and uh, you know so it's blue collar because you know, back in the day, if you if you did physical labor, you wore a blue shirt because it doesn't get dirty as easily, right? Uh, so you can afford having a few stains on a blue shirt because for some reason, you know, if it's if it's dark enough, you you really don't notice. But if you have a white shirt on, right, every stain becomes immediately uh, visible. But if you're working at a desk you know, or at a computer or, you know, just kind of an administrative job, it is highly unlikely that your white shirt is going to get dirty, so you can afford to wear a white shirt. Alright, so that was uh, that was some background, but so what I realized was that 
you know, um, the workload for, for white-collar jobs and, and blue-collar jobs, and, you know, I'm going to specifically refer to, you know, the work that I do because this is the because this is my podcast for one and uh you know and uh because i'm literally looking at everything through you know my own prism (laughs) my own perspective but uh but yeah you know working a six okay let's take like let's look at it like this working an eight hour shift you know what let's do let's do it like that what would you choose what would you rather choose right would you rather work an eight-hour shift at a bar or a restaurant as a waiter, or would you rather would you rather would you rather work an eight-hour shift in an office as a you know as a copywriter? Okay, so if you think about that, there there is two different types of. Uh, exhaustion right because after you know in both in both of those positions you will be just completely annihilated by the end of the day because as a waiter or as a you know bar whatever a barman barman a barista uh, I don't know working at a bar bartender all right after an eight-hour shift you will be you know you'll just you'll just wanna fall into bed and just go to sleep right because you'll be physically tired of standing around all day you know of serving uh, 200 people you know just this constant you know uh, uh, influx of uh, different stimuli right just coming at you and you just have to you know take everyone's order you have to follow everyone's order you have to take the order to them right it's just exhausting okay I really can you tell that I've never worked at a bar um, but okay exhausting nonetheless now if you think about you know doing copywriting at an office for eight hours right you kind of think that oh shit well this guy is just sitting there right <sighs> I wish it would I, I wish it was that simple man but literally for eight hours you are taking your brain you are taking your creative brain and you are trying to squeeze it like a lemon and squeeze all of the juice out of it right you you are trying to think about creative ways of, of, of solving problems of presenting things and analogies right metaphors and you are just literally you know you are literally wringing your brain like like a wet towel right and uh, dude and I, I gotta tell you by the end of the day you are just you know you, you basically have you know an exhausted brain you're basically you were basically doing the high intensity workout you know the brain edition because uh, yeah man these 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 past few weeks it's been uh it, it, it's it's been a real you know my 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 mind was put through the ringer i got to tell you because there is i don't know if there is like a set amount of creativity that you can generate but uh i think that i went pretty close to it these past few weeks I mean it's just you know like today we had a a a two-hour today we had a two-hour session where we had to think about new ways to approach vaccination new ways to approach you know how to persuade someone to get vaccinated 
considering that you know there's still a a a, a you know a big part of uh, of the population that that has not been vaccinated and that you know kind of you know there's different segments there's the there's the anti-vaxxers right you know there's just people who are just indifferent right and they just kind of you know don't don't want to get they're, they're not bothered you know and they they, they, just, they just can't be asked to to go out and uh, and get the shot um so yeah yeah so what where was i going i mean really can you can you tell that i'm you know can i can can you tell that i'm really burned out <laughs> um so so yeah so what what i was trying to say yeah the the 2 hour creativity session right well where you literally have to think about you know how to approach the problem and and just how to solve it and it's just you know you kind of go like bam you know there's an idea bam there's another one all right bam there's another one hey okay so let's develop it right let's develop it let's go into more detail right how are we gonna do this right now let's let's look at the uh let's look at the audience over here and see if uh if the message kind of reaches them or whatever dude after after two hours of that you just kind of leave the conference room and you're just you know you just kind of sit down and just uh I don't know. Just put on some uh, memes or whatever, <laughs> just to kind of, just kind of, you know, I don't know. Just, just to kind of give your brain a break, right? And and you just kind of turn on something that doesn't require you to think about, you know, all these complex issues or whatever. So, so yeah. So what I was trying to say, what I was trying to say that I I, I see that a lot of people sometimes are just kind of. You know, especially people who who do manual labor, like um, you know those old school people, right? Who who literally spent 30 years as a carpenter, or 30 years as a construction worker, and they look at you know people today, young people today, and they see them sitting in front of their laptops, and they're shaking their heads, right? Like these these kids, they have no idea what work is. And uh, they, I don't know, we are, we're gonna be lost, right? And uh, I, I gotta tell you, man, it is, uh, it is not the case. You have never, you know, <laughs> you, you always had to work with your hands. And I get that that's exhausting, but uh, dude, working with your fucking mind and brain is just as exhausting, if not more because you're just literally then sitting there with 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 you know with your your head just is empty right and you, you just cannot take any more stimuli and you just cannot come up with any sort of idea you just kind of want to rest right you know you know what i mean you just kind of want to you kind of want to watch some uh wwe wrestling or some stupid show right that that doesn't make you think because you've been doing that for like for, for six or eight hours straight, right? I mean, it's, uh, yeah, so that is that is what what, I, what I've been uh, thinking about driving home today. And uh, yeah, man, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, and, and then, you know, it's, yeah, okay, but uh, you know, I'm kind of guilty myself because I just kind of put myself into this position where I have to be creative like every single day and I have to write a persuasion zone post every single day and you know and that takes you know it takes time to generate the idea 
and then it takes time to you know figure out how to how to put it into words and then write it out and it's like every single day all right and now I think that uh, you know it's catching up to me somehow I need to I need to relax you know because it's just constant non-stop thinking just looking at stuff thinking about how to reposition that stuff into your own stuff and uh, yeah man it's just is just it is just a roller coaster of, uh, of of creativity that uh, you know you would think that that doesn't that that shouldn't right affect you in, in, in any way but but damn man I, I can sure I can sure as hell tell you that uh, being being creative all of the time just takes it out of you and uh, yeah I don't know how some people can be like so incredibly prolific that they just you know they just write books every single day or do they just kind of do shit um, generate ideas and just kind of act on them every day like 24 7 right then they can't stop I think that that would be a think that that would be a kind of a really you know anxiety driven existence so yeah man I don't know think uh, I don't know I, I wonder if there are jobs where where you literally have to split it 50 50 right where you at first you gotta invest a lot of mind power and creativity and then you gotta do something with your hands. Damn, that's probably like uh, an, an artist or something, right? They have to they have to kind of envision their idea, and then kind of put it into the physical world. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's that's an interesting topic. You know, that's an interesting topic that you could talk about for for hours, right? The creativity versus manual labor <laughs> I mean yeah um, alright so let's 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 move ahead alright let's let's plow ahead here because uh, I don't want to get caught up in this you know in, in this uh, I'm gonna talk to you about creativity and I'm gonna talk to you about work ethic or whatever but but yeah um, this is where I'm at so you know if, if the podcast sounds like I'm salty or whatever it's uh, it's because the uh, you know the tall writer is kind of burned out and uh, he's writing so much that uh, he's kind of emptying his own essence into into the words that he's uh, that he's writing, right? All right. So uh, listen. On top of all this, I'm uh, I told you that I sold my apartment and I'm in the middle of looking for a new one. And the market is just so crazy right now, right? Like every single apartment is is like I don't know the the prices are like sky high, and it's not like those apartments are just sitting there, right? These apart those apartments are just being just grabbed left and right, and just you know, it it, it is just nuts, right? They're just being grabbed left and right, and uh, you just kind of. I'm still like hesitating to to jump on any specific you know offering or whatever but uh but yeah but it looks like it's it's inevitable right I'll just have to I'll just have to go in and just do it right because uh there's uh, there's really no other option right um so 
Oh my God! So yeah, so so that that is what is up. That is what is up. Um, all right. So listen, let's um, let's not end the podcast uh, just yet. Let's uh, let's do something. Uh, let's do something more interesting, right? So I'm I'm thinking about writing a persuasion zone entry about fake martial arts, which is which is fascinating, right? Which is absolutely fascinating if you really look at it, right? The the people who can the people who can knock you out without even touching you, and and the people who just kind of you know. <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious, right? The, the people who kind of do the, the kamehameha with, with their hands, right? And then there's like a line of men standing in front of it and, and they all like literally collapse and just, you know, start convulsing in some weird ways until, until the master, you know, almost clicks their finger and uh, then everyone is fine. I mean, it's, you know, there is like a really cool Instagram uh, account called McDojo Life. Um, the McDojo, yeah, McDojo Life, I think, and, uh, you know, that guy uploads, uploads these insane clips, right, of these, of these guru martial arts teachers who can literally kill a man by just touching them with one finger, and it's, it's fascinating, man, it is fascinating, and you know what, I was always thinking, like, how do they, how do these people, you know, get others to participate in, in this theater, right and you would think that oh maybe you know they pay the guys and then they get like actors or whatever and you know it's it's not always the case they actually get real people to believe in this shit and they actually get real people to react to it the way that they react okay and uh that is that is the mind-bending part and then they somehow attract new people and they get you know they persuade them that it's a weird that that it's a real thing and it's just you know it, it is just fascinating to see from a persuasion point of view what these you know quote unquote teachers and gurus and masters how they kind of position themselves in that way and how they get people to believe in their bullshit in their bullshit <laughs> um so so that is what i'm going to write about um and uh yeah, I think it's it's really fascinating. So so yeah, so that is the uh, that's the next entry for the persuasion zone persuasion zone thing, and um, yeah, man, it, it was it was so hilarious because I was watching this video right of this of this of this supposed master right of this art where he can literally like take his hands just kind of you know do a Dragon Ball Z move with with the hands and like a person standing like you know five feet away just literally you know jumps in the air just collapses and just you know is rendered completely um you know uh is rendered completely what's the word um um whatever man whatever it is rendered useless all right so the national geographic national geographic actually reached out to the guy to this teacher right and they decided to you know to go in and actually join in one of his performances or classes all right so in this class this guy was showing you know these national geographic reporters of his power right so he was he was doing the moves right and his students were flying all over the place 
And then the reporter, one of the reporters from National Geographic said that, uh, you know what, I'm just going to participate and I'm just going to try and see if this is legit or not. And, you know, so he, he stood in front of that guy and the guy literally took, took his hands. So the, so the guy took his hands and, and just kind of held them, you know, next to his face. And, and next to the side of his head, like, like, like you know, like, like the guy was holding a, 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 a basketball or something, you know, ready to shoot a three from downtown. He was, he, was, he was doing that with his arms and the reporter was just standing there, you know, just kind of with his eyes closed, just hoping, you know, what the fuck is this guy doing? And nothing happened. All right, and nothing happened, and the reporter just remained standing, and uh, and literally, you know, there was there was no effect. So, and the next part was so genius, because you know it obviously didn't work, right? The technique didn't work, and then the they asked the the, the teacher, the master, right? Like, what what happened there, right? Why didn't work, you know? And and the guy said two things, one of which was really genius. So he said that, well, it probably didn't work because, it, because the, the National Geographic reporter just didn't believe enough, right? He's not a believer. And it didn't work on him because he just did not believe that, that you know, that this is possible. Okay, so I'm a, let's, let's leave that for now. But the second thing that he said that the, the technique didn't work on him, well, and, and he, said, he said it like this, he said, well... I'm not sure that I should say this on camera, but if the reporter had his tongue in a specific position, that could negate this technique, right? That could negate the power of this technique. So now, I mean, that is, that is, the, that is a genius way I mean, it's completely obvious, right, in, in this context. But that is a genius way of, of getting out, of, uh, of being called out, right? You just kind of, you just kind of, you, you literally get away from, from being accused of being a fake by, by using, you know, your, your own method, right? You, you, you literally created a new method that, that also seems you know, somewhat interesting, right? Because it's like, listen, I have this powerful technique, I can literally take a person and just crumble them, you know, without ever touching them. Now, if this technique were to ever be used against you, there is a way to negate the effects. And that is, you know, if you if you hold your tongue in a specific position, I mean that is just I mean that is just insane and brilliant at the same time right because it's just you know it it creates this it creates this cult right of this method of this technique right that you can study and you can you know you can use it on others and you can defend yourself against it it's like it's literally like the Hogwarts school of witchcraft and wizardry but it's in a dojo and it's it's taught by some fat guy who just kind of you know who just kind of throw, throws people around with, without ever touching them, all right? So listen, all right, if you're interested in, in, in this type of thing, I'll be writing a Persuasion Zone post. Um, it's, uh, it's in the Persuasion Zone on uh, 
thetallrider.com. So go there, read it, I mean, or not, whatever. Um, whatever you do, I hope that you have a good rest of the weekend and the week. Um, I hope that uh, I won't lose it uh, and I'll finally get some rest. And when I do, I will check in on you again on Sunday. All right, so see you then. Bye.